You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me, as always, is Mark Berkshire with Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio, Powell, Pennsylvania, pastor there. And we are, uh, before we jump into today's topic, uh, because we're both pastors, and we both get this question a lot whenever you tell someone, oh yeah, I'm a pastor, uh, the next question is after, oh, what denomination is it? Because <laughs> that's yeah. important to people. Is uh, oh, so what are you preaching on this Sunday? What are you talking about? Uh, and then they'll hit you with a oh, we just might stop by, even though most of them won't. But that's okay. That's okay. So I thought we would jump into that. And so, what are you preaching on um, this Sunday? You're in what second week of the series, right? Yeah, I'm the second week of my Thanksgiving series, and that's. Basically, the name of the series is Thanksgiving series. Um, I'm very creative that way. Anyways, we have uh, last week we talked on a proper attitude towards Thanksgiving and cultivating that attitude with praise, prayer, and remembering the promises of God. And this week we're going to go further into cultivating an attitude by talking about contentment. It is one of the things that we can also cultivate. And one of the things that it's almost impossible, if not impossible, to have Thanksgiving without being content. And um, we're going to be talking about that this week. And um, you can catch us on Meadow Run Facebook page if you want to follow us there. Um, our sermons are always live streamed, and I know Floyd's is always live streamed, so you can catch them there too. Um, but um, you know, it's 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 a topic that we struggle with is being content. And this week we are uh, in chapter six of the book of Daniel, but we kind of went out of order. We went chapter one, two, three, four. And then we jump to seven and eight because chronologically those visions in seven and eight came in between chapters four and five. So we did that. Then we went back to five this week. This week we're on chapter six, which. I mean, you can't plan this stuff out, even if you wanted to, where Daniel is now under a new political regime. <laughs> uh, so just happen to be talking about that after uh, the election and how. Daniel ends up getting persecuted uh, by people in the political regime, and he still stays true to his faith. Um, and as as Mark said, you can check all of these out online. Um, we both live stream our messages, and uh, hopefully you guys, if you're not watching one of us, you're going to a Sunday celebration somewhere. But I also wanted to highlight um, and we'll talk more about this in a couple of podcasts, actually the next podcast, I think, uh, 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 wanted to highlight the two books that we do have out. Uh, the first one is Unwrapping Christ at Christmas, Refreshing Your Reason to Rejoice, Mark and myself and two other pastors kind of put this together to help Christians put the Christ 
back in Christmas, but I think the second one, um, and maybe we we might highlight this one more in another podcast, might be more, more relevant now. It's 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. It's one that Mark and I put together. Um, and I say it might be more relevant now just because the holidays are hard for some people. Uh, political loss is hard for some people. So a lot of people might be in a position where they kind of need to renew uh, their focus. So we put this together to bring, you know, a lot of spiritual insight into ways to inspire Christ followers to strengthen and renew their faith. And uh, two or three minutes a day with this devotional and some time with God. And uh, we believe it will help a lot of people and put them on the path to spiritual renewal. Uh, so check those out. 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. Uh, the other one, Unwrapping Christ at Christmas. Both of them, uh, as Mark has said and has posted about, both of them make great Christmas gifts for people within your circles of influence. Uh, but this, both found, They're both found on Amazon. Yeah, both found on Amazon. You can get them in print version and both are available uh, for your Amazon Kindle ebook version. Yeah, and they make great, great, great gifts. So we're going to turn now and start talking about thankfulness uh, because we are going into the season of Thanksgiving. So um, I'm going to go back and let Mark kind of highlight how did you start your 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 teaching series on Thanksgiving? What was the thing that was like, hey, this is why this is so important? Well, I, I highlighted the fact that we that I have talked about before on our podcast and at churches, your church and, and my church, not everyone has a good attitude when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas. We are starting out to be the holiday season with Thanksgiving, and not everyone enjoys the holiday season it's not their favorite time of the year and it's okay that it's not but that we can still be thankful and we can still celebrate both thanksgiving and christmas um because of what god has done and what christ has done um thanksgiving is the only true Christian holiday, to be honest. Christmas, we consider a Christmas holiday, but the, there's a lot of people that miss that as well. But Thanksgiving was always designed to be a day of thanks, a day of thanking God for his provisions. That's what it was created for by our government. Um, and that's what we hold true to. Um, but there's more to Thanksgiving than just a holiday, just football games on the TV, just parades being on the TV. It should be a day of remembering God for his promises to us and what he's done for us. Um, remembering and praising him for being who he is and praying for a proper attitude towards Thanksgiving and Christmas even. 
So to the person, to the person who is like, yes, it's hard to be thankful because, you know, last couple of years have been beyond crazy. I mean, unprecedented job loss, uh, unprecedented uh, uh, businesses closing. Um, people have lost family members, uh, some because of sickness, some because of the pandemic, some because of uh, sickness because of the way they responded to the vaccine that they thought was going to help. I mean, you name it. There's just been all new ways for people uh, to have experienced, you know, loss of loved ones. And so through the person who says, well, how can I be thankful to God? Because you and I both know we've, we've heard this before. There are people who blame God for these circumstances. Uh, some people who, uh, previously were like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but now they blame God because they lost a loved one, lost a job, lost their business. Some people who weren't Christians at all, but they're blaming God. Like, yeah, but look at what your God has done. So uh, what would you say to, to those folks? I would say I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Um, as you said, we had... COVID. We had job losses. We've had deaths. We've, I mean, back in March of 2001 or 2021, no, I'm sorry, 2020, I lost five family members in a month. You know, right after Christmas, five family members, um, immediate family members that I lost. And it's like, how can you be thankful? How can you be there, I mean, we're looking at going into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they're talking about a shortage of potatoes for Christmas. Like, for, where for did they go? Did yes, somebody yes. go steal them all? I mean, that did, I, I know. And they're talking about a shortage of, you know, diesel right now. Diesel actually ran out in some parts of the Pennsylvania yesterday. There's no more diesel to be found for a week in some parts of Pennsylvania. So, I mean, how do we, how do we remain thankful? How can we? And Paul put it in 1 Thessalonians, he said, he said, be joyful always. He said, and, and pray continually and give thanks for all circumstances for that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we have to understand that thankfulness doesn't have anything to do with our circumstances. Being thankful doesn't have anything to do with our surroundings. You're going to need to say that at least two more times to make sure people get it because there is a difference. And that's an important point. And whoever was listening, just put your phone down or whatever, and listen to this again. Say it again. Being thankful or thankfulness has nothing to do with our circumstances. It has nothing to do with our surroundings. And it has nothing to do with our joy, believe it or not. Because joy is not connected with our feelings. Joy is not connected with our, our circumstances. Um, 
if you are, you know, if you are a true Christ follower, then we should be praying continuously. We should be rejoicing always because joy doesn't come from the world. Joy can only come from God. And it is God's will that we give thanks to him in all circumstances, all circumstances, through Jesus Christ. The only way we can do that is through Jesus Christ. And, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas is a, is both an exciting time and a stressful time. It, it's it's a both a time of rejoicing because we are finally able to get together with our friends and family. Think about this. This is basically the first, maybe the second Thanksgiving that we're able to actually meet as a family together without worrying about wearing masks, without worrying about uh, staying six feet away from each other. We can actually give hugs. We can actually do whatever and not be, not be criticized because we're doing it. So it's a time of rejoicing for that, but it's also a time of mourning for a lot of people who have lost loved ones, hmm. people who aren't going to be there. And when we look at we look at the way the economy is, and you know we, we're going into this period of Thanksgiving, and we're thinking, I don't even know if I can afford a turkey this year because of the prices of everything. You know, I'm not going to be able to invite the family that I have been missing for two years. I'm not going to be able to invite everyone because I'm not going to have enough money to feed everyone on that day. So there are concerns. I get it. It, it, it is cultivating that attitude of thankfulness of where, where is my faith? Is my faith in what the world can provide me or is my faith in what God can provide for me? And I would, I would, I agree with all that. I would also say, don't, don't blame God for circumstances that are really our fault and not his. So, uh, yes, I mean, you know, a lot of stuff has happened, but, uh, God's not responsible for all the closings that a lot of governments put down. Uh, God's not responsible for the economic situation that we, as the people here in the United States created, uh, God can help us out. But yeah, don't blame God. And like you said, if you're truly a Christian, then you're giving thanks to God on the day that your business just broke record sales. Uh, you sh it's the same God who's on the throne the day that your business had to close because of no sales. Uh, yeah. He didn't change as God. So uh, definitely. And I think this is a time where, uh, and this is one of the reasons why I blame the pulpit, because we don't put enough emphasis on being thankful to God in all circumstances. Um, and we don't put enough emphasis on being the body of Christ and coming around supporting one another and encouraging one another. We think, and I'm not hating on these congregations that do this, that, oh, guess what? It's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, so we're going to open up our congregations and take up a collection and give out a few turkeys, and we think, yay, we've done a good thing. That does nothing for the single parent who's been struggling the other 10 months of the year 
because, you know, they lost a spouse or because they lost their job or because they lost their business. And it may make the congregation feel good. Look how many turkeys we give out. I've already had pastors. Hey, who wants to join us in this, you know, giving out turkeys this year? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. Instead, what I'd rather you do is why don't you encourage your people to go volunteer at the food banks all year long and help out people in need. Um, so I blame the pulpit because we help create that seasonal focus on this holiday or that holiday, which makes some people feel less than because they, like I said, I can't afford to feed, you know, to have, I mean, three years ago or however, whenever we had the last big giant Thanksgiving, you know, you had the cousins and the cousins' cousins and their children's cousins and the neighbors all over. And however much that costs, it is 10 to 15 times that now just for you to have you and your family and some friends over. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. And a lot of people can't do that. And I will I will do this. I will give a shout out to, because um, some businesses do this and I know some fire halls do this. Uh, what they do on Thanksgiving is they take up a collection and they open their doors and anyone who wants to come get a meal, they're like, come have, have a meal or yeah. anyone who needs a meal will bring a meal to you. And to yeah. the people who say, why is it okay for them to do that, but not the church to do that? It's because they're not the church. The right. church, we're supposed to be providing for and helping one another all year long. And right. if the only time we're doing it is during the holidays, uh, that's a sad reflection on us. Um, and, and let me let me also say that there are organizations that that is what their main focus is, like Salvation Army. Their main focus is to bring meals to the homeless to those who need it and thanksgiving day is one of their biggest days and that's you know you want to do something and, and you don't want to spend a lot of money go help pass out turkey dinners at salvation army on thanksgiving day you know or find one of these volunteer fire departments or other places community centers that are offering thanksgiving meals to people Go spend your Thanksgiving with them. And, you know, find the real meaning of Thanksgiving this year. I asked I asked my church on Sunday, I said, and those watching on Facebook, I said, think back to your worst, the worst time of your life. Whether it's the loss of a job, whether it's... Um, the loss of a spouse or a parent or a child um, or a broken relationship. Think about that, that time that was the worst for you. And then think about how God pulled you through that worst time. Even if you can't realize that it was him doing it until afterwards. Because God Psalms 126, I love the psalm because it's God in the present, in the past, and in the future, taking care of the children of Israel. That whole psalm has to do with when uh, Israel was in captivity in Babylon and King Cyrus came to him and said, God told me to tell you 
to go home. And the Israelites were allowed to go home. And, and that story is in Ezra, but you can see where God's provision, even though it was 70 years after they were brought into captivity, God never forgot about them. God said he was going to send them home one day, and he kept his promise and he sent them home. God will always be there for us, even in the worst of the worst times. God is always there. And, and we should be willing to give thanks for him. And even though we may not have everything we want, even though we may have experienced loss, even though we may be dealing with financial hardship or, or whatever, um, he is still God and he still deserves our thanks. He still deserves all praise and all glory. And, and we should be willing to give that to him. So um, this should be a time of the year, you know, like Mark said, where uh, the church is is highly focused on giving thanks to God and highlighting um, all that God has done and, and why he's worthy of praise. My concern is that it gets glossed over because even i mean just like not as much as christmas christmas gets commercialized but uh and we'll talk about that in the next podcast <laughs> but um my it's concern is, <laughs> yeah, yeah my concern is that it, it gets glossed over by the turkey and the you know the feeding hey let's make sure we get food on the table and everyone has a good it gets turned into this one meal uh, it's not about a, it, it. I mean, it should be about um, reflecting on. I mean, if you look, and I, I don't have it in front of me. If you look through the first presidential proclamation, it was to reflect on all that God had done. Right. Because, I mean, this was a time when people were dying, uh, wars, all kind of stuff. So reflect on all that God had done. And I feel like the church right now reflects it on this one day, this one meal. Uh, slash Black Friday, yeah, and 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 that's it. So what what can we do to to highlight and and make take steps so that we focus on and reflect on all that God has done? Something that my wife does that I'm not as good as at as she is. We have a thankful jar. She'll write down things that she's thankful for. I'm thankful for my puppy. I'm thankful for, you know, my car. I'm thankful I have a job. Thankful for my husband. You know, whatever it is. And she puts it in there. And I do the same thing. I just don't do it as often as she does. <laughs> and Because uh, I tend to forget. Um, but make, a, make an intentional effort to see what God is doing in your life. I would challenge everyone. There was a book that came out several years ago called Surprise Me, God. And it was a challenge to take 50 days and see how God, first thing you say to God in the morning is surprise me today, God. And look for that surprise. Look for how God is going to surprise you. That takes time. That takes intentionally doing something on our our. Had, you know, on our end to, to recognize, but 
I would challenge everybody, it's going to take 50 days, but I would challenge everybody to take this time between now and Thanksgiving and see how God is blessing you every day. Every day. There's an old song that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. We can do that. And we can see how God is blessing us every day. It may not look like it to us in the moment. It may not look look like it to us in the week. But when we look back on it, we will see that was a God thing. That was a God thing. And I know, I, I see, and I see the people that started on November 1st. They started doing, you know, making the posts on Facebook about uh, 30 days of thankfulness or something I'm thankful for. And I got to admit, I was kind of a little critical of it, but it is a practical. I was only critical of it because in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they're only doing this because it's leading up to Thanksgiving. But then I had to be honest. I was like, yeah, but I haven't done it like and months of like, hey, God, here's what I'm thankful for. Um, unless it was an intentional, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful for this. Um, so that that I mean, that is one way to intentionally take the time. And and even if it's just for from now until Thanksgiving, uh, make a post about it. If you don't make a post about it, like you said, put it in the, the jar and, and just, hey, here's what I'm thankful for. I know. Um, like when we got our parking lot redone after years, every day for like at least two months, every time I went outside and looked at it, I was, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for your provision. Thank you so much. Um, and I still, because I just did it when I walked the puppy earlier, I uh, walked him, looked at the parking lot, and I was like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, only by your goodness and grace were we able to get that done. Uh, I take time to specifically give thanks for uh, our, our team leaders and our board, uh, praise team members, all the people that take time to either serve Crossroads or just make Crossroads their home. I'm like, thank you, God, because we have such an awesome church family. Um, now, let so, me yeah. test that for a second. You thank God for the irritating people. I thank God, here's the truth, I'm be honest, I thank God for everyone um, that's there. And yeah, there are some people that can be irritating, but I'm glad they're there. I'll share this. This is this is funny because uh, Sunday night we had a, uh, we did a multi-congregational, a bunch of congregations got together to do like a prayer and praise event leading up to the election. And it, it was pretty good. And um I, I thought we had way more people than I expected because the weather was so beautiful. I expected no one, but the people participating to show up, but it, it, it turned out really good. Um, and one of our band members, Brandon, his children, they're, they're kind of young. And uh, when I preach, you could probably hear them running around. And, and cause we don't, we don't like, no, take them out, whatever. I'm like, I'd rather you be here with your kids running around than feel like you had to stay at home. And whoever doesn't like it, I would prefer they stay at home. <laughs> but <clears throat> um, they, uh, I could hear, I don't remember how soon through, all of a sudden at the Sunday night thing, I heard the familiar cries of his children. And I was like, oh, his wife's here with the children. My thought was, oh, yay. You know, uh, 
his wife showed up with their children. As I looked around the room, though, because she's, you know, I could hear the children in the background. I could see some people getting frustrated. Like, why is this person here with their children? Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm grateful, uh, have learned over time, haven't always been this way. God's still working on me for some things that I used to be take for granted and would be irritated about or whatever. I'm just grateful. So I am grateful for every member of our congregation. There are some people who are more vocal, less vocal. There are some people who are a little more, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even talking about in the church. You know, we always, we have that one family member that just drives us up the wall. I don't care what family you're in. I don't care how many kids or how many people are in your family. There's always one that drives you up the wall. And I may even be that one to drive somebody else up the wall. But we need to thank God for all of those people. Um, I thank God for the interruptions of my life. Those times that he interrupts me when I'm doing something and he says, hey, Mark, stop what you're doing. I need you to go do this. I don't hear that voice audibly, but, you know, just get that nudge that you got to do something. I, I, I encourage interruptions, you know, um, but there are a lot of Christians, a lot of pastors that get upset when their schedule gets interrupted with something or by something. Um, but we need to be thankful for those times. We need to be thankful for everything in all circumstances, in all situations. We need to praise God and be thankful for what he's done. Even when our political party doesn't do as well as we thought they would, or we don't like the person that was voted into office, or you know things just don't go our way. Um, we are still to be thankful. Be thankful that we live in a country that we have the freedom to vote for individuals. Be thankful that we live in a country where we can still stand up and say, I disagree with you, but I still want to be friends with you. You know, well, some would argue <laughs> that are we the, although we can say that not only a lot of people do do that or do say that. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I am trying to learn to be more thankful for the disruptions. Had so many this past weekend. Uh, and I'll share this. We had uh, a guy that wanted to be baptized. We have been working on this, trying to trying to make it work since the summer when the weather was good. So go, actually going into the summer, we were like, oh, we got some good weather coming up. We can do indoors, outdoors. We'll have our pick of whatever you want to do it because it's summer. Summer came and went. <laughs> He still hadn't been baptized, and oh, you're muted. His wife reached out to me and said, "Hey, can we still try to make it happen on a this past weekend?" And I'm like, "Man, there's no way we're gonna make that happen." But 
we did. We had to juggle a bunch of stuff around. Turned out to be a great time for him, for family, for our church family to just hang out, spend some time together. Uh, it all worked out good. But in the midst of those moments, we tend to get a little frustrated because of our life being interrupted. And it takes a lot, you know, mainly from God, because I'm not that good at it yet, to say, okay, God, let me see the positive in this uh, so that you know, I can, I can, I can focus on whatever it is that you want me to focus on. Cause most of the time I used to just get frustrated still from time to time do. So it, it takes an intentional thing. And this is where, the, you know, that sanctification process of God's Holy spirit working in us over and over can help us, uh, especially if we're spending time with him, spending time in his word can help us to take those opportunities and find a way to give thanks, even when we think the more frustrating thing is more prevalent. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, last week was one of those weeks for me too. I mean, I, I usually try to have my sermon done by Thursday and last week it just was going on Saturday night at midnight. I'm putting the final pin to paper as so to speak, and typing my final notes in, and I'm like, I'm nowhere near prepared for tomorrow morning. And I've gotten more comments, both on Facebook and on in, in person, about how that touched somebody, how that sermon touched somebody. And I'm like, it's a God thing. And we need to realize how much of our lives is a God thing. It's not meant to be a Mark thing or a Floyd thing. It's meant to be a God thing. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Um, I'm going to ask Mark, as always, to close us in prayer, but I'm going to ask, can you specifically... I mean, close us in prayer, however God leads, but can you add in there and specifically pray for those people who may be feeling that they have nothing to be thankful for? Uh, they may have lost hope either because of loss of family members, economic situation, sickness, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, let's just, just all of us, so we can lift them up and encourage them in prayer. Yes. And, and I would say, add this to that, Floyd, is, if you are one of those people out there that is struggling to find something to be thankful for and you're at your last rope, last knot on the rope, and you feel like giving up, don't give up. Reach out to one of us. Reach out to someone that you know and can trust and ask for prayer. And say, well, I, I'm not a Christian. I don't know anybody like that reach out to us or just stop and say, God, I need your help. Yeah. And he will, he will help you. So with that, let's pray. Father, once again, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that we can come together and we can share uh, with one another and uh, that we can talk about things freely knowing that you're not going to be upset with us because we're not always thankful. We're not always um, the best at saying, thank you, Father. 
Um, and you knew that. You know that about us. And you still love us. Because it's while we were still sinners that you came and sent your son to die for us. That's how much you loved us. Hmm. So if we forget to say thank you, we're sorry. But we ask that you will help us to uh, cultivate an attitude of thankfulness, not just during this Thanksgiving season, but throughout the year. That we can look and we can say thank you. And for those who are struggling right now, who who just can't seem to find anything in their lives to be thankful for. Lord, I ask that you just let them realize they woke up this morning. They can be thankful. They can go to bed tonight. They can be thankful. You have carried them and you are carrying them and they're not alone. And we thank you for that, Lord. And they can be thankful for that. Now we ask that you would just be with us as we close out this podcast. Lord, we just pray that everyone has a blessed holiday with family and friends. But most important, that they have a blessed holiday with you. Because it's all about you. And it's not about us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.